Welcome to Branding You Real Estate. This is your host, Corinne King, and thank you so much for tuning in to today's podcast and being a part of the Branding You Real Estate community and movement. Branding You Real Estate was created by a real estate agent for real estate agents to give you inspiration, motivation, and ideas to help you improve your business, your brand, and most importantly, you as a real estate professional. So if you've been following me on Instagram, or listening to my podcast, you know that I am all about bridging the gap between, we'll say, the woo side of business, which is meditation, manifestation, and creating that bridge over to the action, strategic, practical side of business. When those two connect, that is where you and your business will go to the next level. And so often people think you have to be one extreme, you know, charging your crystals and doing yoga 24 hours a day, or on the other end where you are going hard and fast and it's all about strategy and being practical and not having any feelings. So here we are bringing it together. So I brought in a friend of mine who I haven't talked to in a long time, but I've been following her and her work. And she is a mindset and manifestation coach for ambitious female entrepreneurs. Specifically in this podcast, she broke it down how to manifest your business goals without working harder by reprogramming your subconscious mind for abundance. So really, we just went so deep into this and there's so many more layers to it but i challenge you if you are on the side of thinking that meditation and mindset work is silly and that you know it's a waste of time or it's not going to be something that's going to help you move the needle because it's not um an action i mean it is an action but it's not like a a strategy where you can see or calculate the results but i do challenge you to listen. Listen to the entire thing and see if this is something you want to add to your business. And I have a feeling it may change your mind. So a quick thing Laura put up on her Instagram after our recording and she said it so beautifully. So I'm just going to read it straight from her Instagram. She said, in this podcast episode, we talk about how realtors can make more money, right? More money. That's why we're doing this. We don't want to make less money. We want to make more money and not have to work harder, but make more money in their business and become their next level selves with mindset and manifestation. So if you are curious, keep on listening and happy branding. I'm here with Laura Livermore. She is a mindset and manifestation coach. Sam. Can't do that again. All right, we'll just do that again. I'll probably just keep that. So we're here with Laura Livermore, a mindset manifestation coach. That is a tongue twister for ambitious female entrepreneurs. I met Laura like what 13 years ago on yeah. a Euro trip that we probably don't remember. Thank God we documented it. There was a lot of wine and a lot of um German beer consumed on that trip. Um yeah. So anyways, I've been following Laura since then, and I can't believe it's been so long. Since I know, too long. Since I, too long since we've chatted. I think that's one of the things I love about this podcast. I've been connecting with um, friends that I've met along the way that I see that are making a huge impact on 
the world and I get to bring them on the podcast and share your amazing gifts with everyone else. So I'm going to let Laura take it from here. Tell me what you've been up to, how you got to this point and what you're doing now. And then we'll segue into what we're talking about today. Yeah. Oh my gosh. (laughs) So, so much has happened. (laughs) Um, Yeah, I am a mindset manifestation coach for female entrepreneurs. I specifically work with coaches, consultants, service-based entrepreneurs, um, and I really help them scale their business to the next level of income and impact. Um, I really teach them how to package their services together into one like high ticket package. And we work through really all of the, anything that might be holding you back, limiting beliefs, um, healing like inner child wounds, some other things that really can cause you to like self-sabotage. So I really help them break through the blocks that might be holding them back so that they can expand into the next level. Um, (coughs) Excuse me, but I wasn't always, I was not always a coach. I actually started in corporate. So I think that's where a lot of people have started in this industry as well. Yeah, I was starting. I was enlisted. We were told to do that, right? Exactly. Exactly. Most of us grew up like, I think, I think most of us grew up uh, being taught that that's what you do. You get into court, you go to college, you get into corporate, you like work your way up the corporate ladder. And um, for me, I was in interior design for a long time. That's what my de- design degree was. And um, so I got into sales. I was selling specifically like high-end draperies and window coverings. And I was with this company for like eight years, like working uh, my way up, making more money every year, was doing really, really well in the corporate industry. Um, But I got to a point where I was like burnt out. I was feeling um, like I knew that that wasn't where I wanted to be. I just didn't know quite know what I wanted to do. And I think a lot of people can relate to that where you like get into something and you feel like you have to just stick with it because that's what you're taught to do. And you already got to a certain point, so you might as well just keep going. Yeah, yeah. And it can be really hard to kind of make that transition out of it. But um, I'm so grateful that I did. Um, Of course, it's not just like all rainbows and butterflies. It (laughs) There was definitely a lot of struggle along the way. Um, I was starting to feel not only burnt out, but I was like capping out on how much I was making. I was in um, um, like everything was there. I wasn't on salary. So I was, right. it was all commission. It was all commission. Yes. And that is the life right. of a realtor as well. So it's actually really great that you understand that side and design yeah. really goes hand in hand with, with real estate. Really done. I don't know if you yeah. worked with real estate agents at that time. Yeah. Yeah, okay. I did. Nice. Definitely. Um, so yeah, I was capping out, right? So it's great when you start to make more money and more money and more money. And then suddenly I was like hitting a plateau and was feeling unfulfilled. I'm like, I'm putting so much effort into this. I can't possibly work any harder to make any more money. And so I just, I kept out for like a couple of years. Last couple of years I was with that company. I just like hit a plateau 
And I was like, I don't, I don't know what I'm going to do. And I, I, um, I went through a whole bunch of stuff in my personal life, like parents getting divorced, went through a tough breakup. Uh, I had moved to a new city in LA and I didn't know anybody. I had like no friends. And so it was just like, all this stuff was kind of like falling apart. And I was about to turn 30. So it was right at that like age when <laughs> things, I don't know if you're into astrology at all, but the Saturn return <laughs> happens right around that age. I've heard about that. I yeah. loved 30. I did. Yeah. Also like every five years is always like a big moment in people's lives. You're closer to one other year or you're, you know, saying yeah. goodbye to your twenties. Yeah. Well, right at that age, I didn't really know about the Saturn return at that time, but I learned about it later and I'm like, oh my God, this makes so much sense. But right at that age, you, a lot of people, um, it takes that long, I guess, for Saturn to go around in your chart to get back to where it started. It's like the slowest moving planet <clears throat> and it's all about pushing you into the right direction. So a lot of people have like big life changes around that time. So like people are getting married, they're having babies or they're changing jobs. For me, it was like everything falling apart so that I could get back into the path that I'm actually meant to be on, mm -hmm. uh, which is where I am now. <laughs> but um, so that's kind of what, what sparked where I am now. I went through this like spiritual awakening. I started going to yoga and didn't really know why I was so drawn to yoga, but um, I got this like idea that I needed to be, I needed to do a yoga teacher training. And I wasn't even like that good at yoga. I didn't like, hadn't been doing it for very long, but I just felt like that's what I'm supposed to do. And that's really what opened up my mind, my eyes to this entire spiritual world, the coaching world, um, started learning about the law of attraction and how your thoughts are connected to, can turn into beliefs and how your beliefs actually create your reality and how everything is um, energy and you're always attracting things into your life based on what you're thinking and believing and feeling. And I was like, oh my gosh, what? Like my mind was blown. Um, so I just like, spiraled from there. I became like obsessed with self-development and it started really changing my life, like really changing my life. My relationships started changing. Um, I made some really, really amazing friends there, found the love of my life who I'm with here now. Um, and I changed careers. I started my own business. I was like, I, this is my purpose. I, I know that I need to teach other women how to do this. When I started to see a difference in my own life, I knew I had to give back and teach this information. Um, so, so you came yeah. from like the corporate world and business, just like everyone who's listening. Um, and I, I think so often we talked about this kind of before pushing record, but there's this big separation and it's starting that gap is starting to be filled, but there's this separation and I'm going to call it, which you, I've, I've heard this on your Instagram too, like the woo side. Like, so we're like, oh my God, it's so woo. Like why, <laughs> what does this have to do with business? How is this going to help me? I want tactical, strategical answers right now, how to move forward, run fast, run hard. Um, and that's very much the mentality. A lot of um, people starting out in business and um I'm doing air quotes here, successful and individuals, um, 
but there, there is so much power behind this mindset and manifestation that paired with business and strategy and all of that will take someone's business to the next level. And yeah. that's really, are you working with a lot of, you said female entrepreneurs, so business owners and mm-hmm. yes, what is, what is the range of the type of business owners that you work with? Yeah, I really work with just service-based entrepreneurs. So anybody who's selling a service. Um, so mostly coaches, consultants, um, some, real, some real estate people. Yeah, well, I mean, um, we are a service-based industry and not everyone treats it that way. Um, and that's, you know, so I think that this is like right in the realm and I would love to dig into some of the real estate agents that you work with as well. Yeah, yeah. Um, what, what specifically do you want to know? <laughs> oh, there's, well, we'll get into them, but for anyone who, whether you're like, what is manifestation? Let's just like start at the basics of what is this world and yeah. then how does it tie to business and why is it important? Mm-hmm. Oh my gosh. So much to unpack. I know there. so much. So we'll start, <laughs> we'll start with the basics here of just like helping anyone understand the importance of it. Yeah. So let's just start with what manifesting is. Mm-hmm. Um, manifesting is really just how you are creating your reality through your thoughts, your beliefs, and your energetic vibration, how you're feeling. Um, and it's not something that you have to try to do because you're actually doing it all the time and you just aren't aware that you're doing it. So when I first started to learn this, I realized that I was, had been living my life unconsciously. I mean, I I wasn't aware that I was creating my own reality all the time. So when you start to learn this information, you you become more aware of the thoughts that you're thinking, the beliefs that you have, how you're feeling, and you'll begin to notice how if you start taking control over that part of yourself, the things in your life start shifting. So maybe the easiest way to explain this um, from like a science perspective and not just like a woo-woo perspective, because for me, that was like really important. I was like, but how? (laughs) Like, but how does this work? (laughs) Um, And if you're not familiar with Dr. Joe Dispenza, highly recommend everybody listening to go check him out because he explains it very well. Um, I'm actually reading one of his books right now. I'll get a link from you and just put it in the show notes for everyone so you don't have to go hunting for it if that's okay. Yeah. So Um, we kind of touched on, and this is where I think everyone gets stuck. I've seen it in my own life, how being more conscious of my thoughts have shaped my reality. Um, But what it sounds like to someone who's not familiar, and this is what I try and explain, especially to my husband who who doesn't understand, like mine is like, why why are you wasting your time doing that? Um, So I'm like, okay, let's see, where was I going with this, where I went on a tangent. But you don't just sit there and just think of it. And then it just falls into your lap. The way that I've seen it is that these, my consciousness and my conscious thoughts and taking control of my thoughts, then control my actions and what I do next in my life. And then the actions 
trickle down to our business and how we run business and life, which then trickles down to the bottom line and our bank account and our happiness and our joy. Yeah. So is that kind of the, the thought behind of how all of that funnels down? Yeah. Um, I can even take it a step further for Go you, for but it. generally, generally, yes. So here's the thing we have, um, I'm trying to think what would be the easiest way for me to explain this. <laughs> we have a conscious, logical mind. We have two parts of our brain, the conscious, logical brain, which holds where all of your thoughts are coming from, right? We have like thousands and thousands of thoughts a day. And then there's actually the subconscious mind. The subconscious mind is uh, actually a lot more powerful. We actually operate 95% of the time from the subconscious mind. So the subconscious is where all of your beliefs are stored. So when we're small, we enter into the world up until the age of like 10 or 12 or so, your subconscious mind is just forming. You're learning everything for the first time. You're witnessing your parents, you're learning how to like be a human in this world. And you're, you're making meaning of situations, right? You're creating your belief systems. Your subconscious mind's kind of like a computer program, a computer, okay? So when you are born, it's like clean slate. There's no programs downloaded onto it. But as you grow up, you're creating beliefs and those are downloaded into your subconscious as like a computer program that you're gonna start operating from. That's probably the easiest way to explain it. So let's just say maybe growing up, um, you're maybe you didn't have, maybe you came from a regular family, a regular family or whatever. You had like um, money to get by, but you weren't overly rich or you weren't poor. But maybe there were a lot of times where you were told, um, like, uh, we can't afford that. No, we can't afford that. Or maybe you saw your parents like fighting over money as a child, right? Now, what happens there is that those get downloaded as a belief system into your mind. You somehow as a child make that mean that, um, okay, we can't afford that. Um, parents are fighting over money. You start to create these like limiting beliefs around money. So maybe you downloaded that to mean, um, money equals struggle. So really shouldn't be talking about money because that means struggle. Um, or if you're told that we can't afford that a whole bunch of times, you feel guilty for wanting more, or you feel, you feel bad, or you, maybe you've doubt you've watched movies as a child that portray, um, rich women as, um, just total jerks, right? They're career driven and they're just like so mean to everybody. And so you take this, these, this information and you kind of make, make it mean that like, oh, well, that means rich people are just like that. They're just like greedy. So what happened? I listened to a podcast this morning, like getting prepped for this. And it was from the CEO school. Exactly what you just said, especially when it comes to women, Women are always portrayed as like the villain. So mm -hmm. what are some movies that we can think of in movies, right? Corella so, Deville. 
That yes, Corella was- Deville. Um, what was the most recent one? What's uh, the Devil Wears Prada? Yeah, recent as in 15 years ago or something. Yeah. <laughs> but Devil yeah. Wears Prada, Overboard. I mean, that's like an older movie, but that movie Overboard. Oh, that one, yeah, yeah. Um, mean Girls, right? It's always like the rich girls are just like total bitches, you know? And, we can and so it's fine. It's, society basically teaches us that, and also women are not paid as much as men, right? So society teaches us that it's not safe for us to be wealthy. And so here's what happens is any beliefs that you've picked up as a child, you start operating on autopilot. We don't even realize that we're operating from this belief system, but 95% of the time we're operating on autopilot. And this is why it's so hard to change your habits. Okay. Think about this. You get into the habit of do you, we live on autopilot all the time. You wake up, you go brush your teeth, you pour a cup of coffee, right? You're like on autopilot. You're not even thinking about it. You're just running in your routine. And most of what we do is on routine. That's because we're operating from the subconscious mind. And so it takes some time to like get there to be able to change a habit. And so if you have these beliefs that money's bad, you know, subconscious, not, not obviously consciously, logically, you're like, money's not bad, come on. But subconsciously you have these programs that, you know, rich women are total jerks, um, money equals struggle, uh, rich people are greedy, right? You have all of these subconscious limiting beliefs. What's going to happen is that you might find yourself self-sabotaging your success without realizing it. So when it comes to um, growing your business, you, you know, you want the success, but then you might notice "Mm, you procrastinate. You're like, okay, I know I need to like really work on this one thing. I need to work on this one project. And then um, you find yourself like cleaning the kitchen. You're like, I'm going to just like clean the kitchen first and then I'll be ready to do it. And the reason you're unconsciously self-sabotaging is to protect yourself from becoming what you, what don't align with your values. You protect yourself from becoming successful. And if you're relating success and money to what you've been portrayed as a child, all these limiting beliefs about it, does that make sense? You start to self-sabotage to protect yourself from that. And so I have recently, like in the past year, and especially doing branding and real estate, I've always had these like little side projects. I knew I wanted more in life. I wanted something for myself. I knew I loved like this coaching side and digging deeper and um, business development. But what my belief was, was you're not going to be, it's too much work and you're going to fail if you try and do your own business. And in real estate, that is your own business. Yeah. My parents still to this day ingrain in me, why would you want to work for yourself? Like just work Mm -hmm. for someone else that, because you're not going to be safe. You are going to fail. And so that's all the time going through my mind is you're going to fail. You're not going to make any money. You're going to 
be poor if you try and go for yourself. So just work for someone else. It's safe. And that's what will protect you. And that's one of my limiting beliefs. And like the most recent one, like literally like two days ago that I, that I um, came across was I am starting to actually see more money come into my bank account, which is great because I changed my mindset on that. I did the, um, the magic book. I don't know if you've done that, the grateful magic book with, um, yeah. Yeah. So, and I feel like that was a big part of it. So I'm seeing way more money than I ever have, but my family, which I've seen and my mom has very much, um, from not having that much money, has mm-hmm. always been kind of pitied and got attention that way of, I don't have the money or I don't have the time or I'm so stressed out. And I realized that that's what I used to also get attention or to have people feel bad for me. And so if I'm successful, then no one's going to feel bad for me anymore, or I'm not going to get attention in that way. Yeah, I just revealed way too much about myself, but... <laughs> I'm but that's, that's what happens. Yeah. And because you picked up that pattern from her as a child, you didn't even realize probably that that's what you were doing, but you, now that you're more aware of what your thoughts are and your beliefs are, you, you recognize that as a pattern mm-hmm. and you're able to now like start making shifts so that your life is different. But that's the problem is that so many of us aren't even aware. We're not even aware of what we're telling ourselves. What's the story that's running in the back of my mind all the time? Because that's what's affecting the way that you show up and the action that you take and then the results that you get in your life. Yeah, the, uh, the awareness really did help me. I mean, branding real estate, I'm just like loving it, doing it for fun. I mean, part of it was just putting myself out there of what are people going to think? They're going to think I'm silly or I'm not good enough or I'm not smart enough. I'll just keep working for someone else. Um, But that I've never made it this far in one of my, I'm doing air quotes again that no one can see, but these passion projects. And I feel like this, I'm going to bring it back to real estate is that a lot of people have to make the jump from their safety net of, either working for a corporate job or working hourly or working on a team, eventually you make the jump and become your own CEO. But it's, um, I've been talking to a girlfriend who's actually switching over to her own brokerage and it's scary, you know, and I had someone else that I was talking to on Instagram that follows me and she, you know, had a hard time making that jump, but it took conscious self-talk for her to realize she's going to be okay. And I see what she's doing now and she's killing it. And I think she's so happy that she made that jump. Yeah. Yeah. It can be tough, right? It can be hard to take that leap to move out of your comfort zone into um, something that's unfamiliar. And the thing though, is that if you never do that, if you, if you always just stay where you are, you're going to continue to get the same results. And so being able to have the tools to navigate through the scary stuff is what's going to help you to keep expanding, keep becoming a better version of yourself, keep making more income, more impact but without having the tools to support yourself to be able to do that, 
you, you're just gonna, you're not gonna do it, right? It's gonna be too scary. Um, so that's really why I teach people the mindfulness tools like meditation and breath work. And um, we also do like EFT tapping. <laughs> Are you familiar with that? So I jumped on one of which you were on California time, but I jumped on one of, one of your calls really quick when uh -huh. I could, but it was like the middle of the day is so like phone calls are coming in. So I was only able to get a little bit and you did a tapping exercise yeah. and I really want to look into that more because that really did, you did it with like a limiting belief. And I think you did it around money and uh -huh. holy moly, did that change my whole energy completely? Like I, felt yeah. anxiety before, but yes, the EFT is the tapping. Mm -hmm. So yes, I'm familiar with it. I don't know if any of the listeners are. Um, do you have mm -hmm. any tapping exercises on your website or any videos? Um, I'm not sure. There's definitely some on my Instagram, like okay. on my IGTV. Then I will put all of your Instagram information in the show notes as well yeah. for anyone to try that out. Okay. Yes. And, um, we, I do, I host those like free live videos inside my Facebook group too. Okay. Wants. And that's a line and manifest, right? Yes. Did I do it right? Okay. Yes. We're kind of jumping the gun on that. You keep answering a lot of the questions that I have coming up. So you really answer like, what is this manifestation and what does it look like? And why do you need it as business owners? And we touched on a bit, you know, jumping into real estate. So taking the risk and letting go of that job. But once you're in business, how does manifestation help you? We'll say you're, you're a good agent. And I'm going to say real estate agent or professional, you're mediocre, you're making some money, but how does it make, help you take that? I'm going to use your word here. I think quantum leap. Yes. Right? Quantum leap, yes. <laughs> Yeah, the quantum leap, like from where you are to like taking an exponential jump, right? Not just like a tiny little step, but that's really what the quantum leap is like taking a big, a big leap. Um, yeah, I, how did you do that? Um, really, it's, it's really all about who you're being. So what I tell my clients is that you need to figure out who is the version of you that already has all of the success that you desire. So let's say you're currently making X amount of dollars. Let's say you're making like $50,000. You wanna make $100,000. Who is the version of you that's making $100,000? How is she different than who you're being right now? And when I say who you're being, I mean, how does she think? What thoughts is she telling herself? What are the stories that she's telling herself every day? Is she looking in the mirror and like telling herself like, oh, you're so ugly, you're so fat, like you're not gonna get this, you're not gonna sell this house today. No, she's not telling herself those things because that's not helpful and it makes her feel bad and it doesn't help her to sell the house because she feels like terrible, right? So what are the thoughts that she's telling, what thoughts is she telling herself to motivate herself every single day? What actions is she taking to make her feel good? Because it's all connected. 
If you've ever dealt with anxiety, you know that the thoughts that are going inside your mind produce an emotion in your body. It's your mind and your body are very connected. So what you think then produces an emotional, physical reaction. You think about something really good, you feel good. You think about something that you're worried about and you feel bad, you feel anxious. So when you can recognize that, you start to realize, oh, okay, well, I need to focus on the thoughts that make me feel good so that I take action uh, that gets me to the next level, right? And then the third part of the being, who do I need to be, is really digging into what beliefs do I have that are causing me to self-sabotage? Are there any limiting beliefs that I am not aware of yet that might be maybe I'm afraid of becoming successful because I feel like if I become too successful, I might, my husband might leave me. Like we might become different people. And so I'm afraid of being successful because that might happen. Or I'm afraid of being super successful because I think that I'll have to work so hard that I'll sacrifice time with my family to hustle and get there. And um, I don't want that. So you unconsciously self-sabotage your success so that you don't create that situation. So quantum leaping is really getting down to who do I need to be to have what I desire? And then you start becoming that person. You start showing up as her right now. Does that make sense? It does. Is this a part of like the reprogramming of your brain that you talk Mm -hmm. about a lot? Yes. Okay. And you know, it's uh, because this is just taking me through some things. I think it's also important to create your own version of success. So in our industry, the version of a successful agent, I think we all have this same picture of what a successful real estate professional looks like. And I honestly don't like what that looks like. It looks like sacrificing family time or wearing these really uncomfortable suits. Like, you know, the the headshot of the agent. And so my goal here at Branding You Real Estate is encouraging everyone to do it the way that they want. And that's the you behind branding you real estate. And I'm hoping that with things like inspiration like this is that it will help our industry evolve. And there are so many people that say like, well, I'm not a salesperson or, um, Mm -hmm. I have too many tattoos. Like no one's going to take me seriously in the real estate world, or I'm a mom. So I can't work with these men because they're going to be like, Oh, she's just a mom. She doesn't know what she's talking about. Um, so I am seeing how like the reprogramming of that and defining each individual's version of success and stop looking at the people that are already there. Like what is one individual's version of success? So whoever's listening and mine is going to be different from someone else. And I do kind of shy away from wanting to be a successful real estate agent because I, um, that I think is going to either ruin my family or ruin my marriage. Um, because, that's how I have seen successful real estate agents portrayed that are women. Right, right. Which is really, those are all just limiting beliefs, right? 
society has taught you that you have to fit inside this box to be a, a real estate agent. This is what a successful real estate agent looks like. But who's who says? Who says, right? You get that to- true, And that's where like, why do we have to follow the path that's already been made? Like we should say what we think is successful and yeah. our people and our ideal customer avatars, they will follow that as well. Exactly. Yeah. And honestly, a big part of becoming more successful, attracting more money and ideal clients into your life really comes from you being the most authentic version of yourself. So instead of trying to fit yourself into this box of who you think you're supposed to be, when you let go of all of that and you start peeling back the layers of what makes me feel most like me, you start um, showing up like that, like your energy becomes sort of magnetic. Like people become attracted to you because you're shining so authentically. I've noticed a complete, like when I have been authentic and when I haven't, like I've experienced both. Mm -hmm. And I would like, for example, going to an awkward networking event where like I thought that, cause that's what I was told to do. You go stand in a room and like you walk around you feel awkward and you don't know what to say. I got like zero leads from that. But when I went and did an activity that brought me joy and mm -hmm. I was in my moment and being me, that's when I got way more leads. And I, I got to work with the people that I want to work with because yeah. I already have a connection with. So I think a lot of, and with real estate specifically, and this is what I've been preaching too. You can't just close the door. You are a real estate agent, even when you go to sleep. So you might as well make it so authentically you, because if not trying to be someone else is so exhausting. Oh my gosh. So true. Yeah. I mean, and we are energy, right? When we get down to like the science of it, like everything in this world universe, if you narrow everything down, all of our cells, like you get down to the little particle, we're just energy and your energy can be felt before you even speak. And what you, the thoughts that you think affect your energy. So let's just say you're talking to a potential buyer and you're telling yourself in your mind, they're not going to buy. They're not, they're not going to sell. They're not going to buy. Like, you're just like <laughs> having all these like negative, doubtful thoughts. Well, how do you think that your energy is portrayed in that moment? And even like how you're standing and sitting. You know, if you're slumped over and you're just like, they're not going to buy from me, like they're not going to sell their house. Well, this goes back to what you were talking about, about how your, your thoughts and your stress and your anxiety plays into the physical part of your body. And I've been listening a lot where entrepreneurs and business owners, especially women talk a lot about anxiety and how either they have stomach issues. And once they got control of that, they were better. And like the same thing I've when I get stressed and anxiety lately, and I don't know if it's like post-pregnancy or what, but I can't focus. I can't problem solve. I can't, I try and get the words out. And then I sound like shaky and unsure of myself. So mm -hmm. I know my client on the other end 
then thinks like, I don't know what I'm talking about. And that plays into my brand and that plays into um, how my business looks to the outside. So it is so important to take care of yourself. I like that you actually yeah. transitioned into energy because that was one of the questions about, mm -hmm. hey, let's talk about vibrations and energy um, and how this does play into your business. Yeah. Yeah. It's, yeah, everything is energy. I, I would say um, probably one of the best ways that you can start to feel the difference in your energy is with your breath. So when I'm feeling stressed or anxious, my breath is usually just like up in my chest. I'm like breathing pretty shallow. But when I take a slow, deep breath, I like breathe all the way into my belly. I bring it up through my ribs, all the way into my chest, and then slowly breathe out for like four to six counts. I suddenly get out of that like anxious fight or flight mode and your body to actually goes from the uh, sympathetic nervous system and then the parasympathetic nervous system activates. So the parasympathetics, like the calming, you, you get out of stress, fight or flight mode and back into um, your like normal homeostasis, I guess, which is like your normal calm state. So you can feel the difference in your energy. If you're getting anxious, I always suggest just take like three slow breaths in and three slow breaths out and you'll feel the difference in your energy. I'm glad you touched on fight or flight mode because it's like my new favorite thing to fall back on. And it actually started with having a baby. I always said, oh my God, I'm just going to make her cry it out or work it out or any of that. And I watched something on Netflix that was literally called just babies. And, um, and, and it was all like the science of studying babies and back in the day, like our time. <laughs> so I don't know about your mom, but it was like, cry it out, girl, toughen up, especially like mom to girls, like get tough. And I find myself falling back on that. Well, what I learned in the, in our brain is that when they are crying and in survival mode and in fight or flight mode. Yeah. What there's, and you can probably get to the science part of this, but um, that part of them where you can thrive shuts off because there's only enough room in your brain and your heart and your body to try and survive in that moment. Yes. So then you can't thrive and which means you cut off the creative part, the problem solving part, the thinking outside of the box part of your brain. And then, so this was my change. And I'm glad that I watched this like right around the time that she was born. But then I started relating it to business uh -huh. and to me in business. And I have personally seen myself in fight or flight mode. So that means like running hard and fast and just keep going and working through the pain Pushing. and not, you know, hustling as hard as I possibly can. And I found that the hustle was creating the stress and creating the anxiety. And then I, wasn't thriving or I wasn't coming up with new ideas or I wasn't, I felt like I was working so hard and not seeing better yes. results. And it's because that thrive side of my brain, which I'll have you bring it back to the science side, yeah. shut off because my body was just trying to In survival. Yeah. yeah. 
Yeah, this is so common because we are, that's, we're taught, like, especially Americans, I can't really speak for other countries, but in America, we are taught to like hustle and work hard and like keep working. Like we are like workhorses. And that's what happens is we think that like, if I don't keep pushing or keep working, like things are gonna fall apart. And I've noticed for myself, if let's just say I'm like working at my desk and my computer all day, and I'm like trying to get something to come through and it's just not coming through and I get frustrated and I'm like, okay, I just have to keep pushing and I'm going to keep just, I'm going to stay here and figure this out. I just have to figure it out right now. <laughs> and it's the worst thing I can do for myself because of that reason. Like I'm my creative brain shut off. I'm in survival mode. And so the best thing for me to do at that time is to like shift my energy, go walk, go for a walk outside get my mind off of it. And when you kind of like just stop, you let go, you allow your, your energy to shift, you allow your nervous system to calm down, the ideas start to come through. Can you go back to, cause you talked about the fight or flight mode. What does that do to your nervous system? Um, and then there's, when you let that go, then what happens to your nervous system and how does that affect your brain? I know we kind of touched on it and I want to bring it back to that because it's so interesting. Yeah, it's the sympathetic nervous system and the parasympathetic nervous system. So the sympathetic nervous system is like that fight or flight mode when you are super stressed and I, and it kind of, it just like kind of shuts off your creative brain because you're in survival mode and all you can do is thinking about surviving. But when you, here's what you can do with your breath too, is when you breathe deeply, you bring oxygen back into your parasympathetic nervous system that begins to activate. That's the rest and digest mode. So when you do that, you, you get yourself out of the stress and you allow yourself to, to become more creative, right? You activate that other part of your brain that allows you to kind of be in flow. Do you ever notice how sometimes you're just in flow and the ideas come and it's just pouring out and it seems so easy versus when you're pushing and you're trying or like you can't think of something and um, you're just frustrated. That's kind of the difference there between what's going on inside of your, your body. And so a lot of times in real estate, we're like, go, go, go. Like that is our industry. And yes, I very much have been in flow where I'm like, man, I am killing it today. And then it just keeps flowing and flowing and flowing. Um, but it's always so hard when we get up on the wrong side of the bed, you know, just that that's a, everyone knows that term. So, but this could be at any time point of the day where just it switches and yeah. you get frustrated and then just like everything just keeps just falling apart and breaking and you said something wrong and another thing screwed up and it just snowballs from there. So yeah. for someone who is having a bad day um, or, you know, everything starts going wrong, would you suggest that breathing exercise, like stopping and taking a breath and that should shift them back? Yeah, definitely. The just taking three slow breaths, like equal ratio breathing is real easy. So you, you would just like breathe in for, 
five counts, maybe hold your breath at the very top for five counts and then slow breath out for five counts. Well, really just, it, it also shifts your mind. So if you're anxious and you're feeling like, usually your brain, your mind's going like worried about all of these things when you're feeling anxious. So when you take those slow breaths, you are actually more focused on your breathing and which allows your brain to stop worrying and thinking about all of those things. So it's, it's all happening simultaneously, but that's going to start shifting how you feel. It's going to shift your entire vibration and it'll start shifting um, how you're showing up and what you're attracting that day. So you had mentioned how <laughs> like things can spiral very quickly. So like maybe something happens, you stub your toe and then you're really frustrated. And then like you start to have a bad day and then the day just like goes, it just keeps getting worse from there. <laughs> you think one thing and then you're like frustrated, you're like sitting in traffic and it's just like one thing after the next. And what happens there is because you're, thoughts are always like sparking another thought after that. And it's based on your, on the vibration of the thought. So like the law of attraction states that like vibration attracts like vibration. So a like vibration thought is going to attract another like vibrational thought, another like vibrational situation in your life. So when you start uh, like thinking about something bad and then something else bad happens and then something else bad happens. That's why it's because the like vibration attracts another like vibration and another, and it just spirals. So when you can shift yourself, like out of that, you can use your breath to come back into like center, come back into alignment, get yourself out of that negative vibration then things are going to start responding to how you're being there, that vibration you're in. You're start thinking a positive thought. You um, start taking action that feels good and you start creating situations that match that. Um, I think that is like such a good take. Like if anyone takes anything away from this, one, we were talking about when you're manifesting, you're consciously kind of um, evaluating and scanning your body and your brain for when this happens. Mm -hmm. So most of us in this business world, uh, what we know to do is just keep running and running as hard as we possibly can and running through the problem. But if we now consciously are recognizing this and take the time five seconds to just, or 10 seconds to do this breath work, we can change <clears throat> excuse me, I need my water today. We can change that moment in our life. And if we yeah. change that moment in our life, then we're changing the next moment and then the next moment. Then before you know it, we change the day, then the yes. week, then the month, then the year. And then it just starts, positivity just starts snowballing when we are conscious of who we are, how we react and how to actually control that one moment. Mm -hmm. So yeah. that can have that simple exercise can have a huge impact on someone's business. Yeah. And it's really right. all the little things. It's all those little moments. It's applying that technique all the time. Right. 
you realize that you're reacting to something and then you just pause, realize, like recognize, okay, I'm reacting to something and just like get inquisitive with yourself. Like, is this thought really serving me? Is this reaction the really the way that I want to react? Can I take a pause? Can I respond differently? Can I make this situation mean something differently? And you just mentioned two words. So I just got my sister-in-law who's a very practical um, thinker, you know? And so I gave her the Calm app for Christmas or for her birthday or something. She's like, I don't really understand it yet, but I'm just going to keep doing it. And I was like, trust me, you'll understand it. Something that she said, and she actually does it. She's a third or fifth grade teacher and she has the kids do it. And she said that she is noticing, even though she said she didn't notice anything. She was like, you know, I notice I'm responding and not reacting. And I don't, there there is a difference Uh in that. (laughs) Taking that moment either to meditate daily or in that, or in the moment that something's happening or that you need to shift your focus or energy Mm -hmm. that allows you to stop reacting to the world around you and take control of it and respond to it. Yes. Yes. I love that, that she's doing yeah, that. Like, That's so powerful. This is coming from like a non meditator. And I have seen myself, I like to, it's like a drug. I've seen myself on meditation and off meditation and you don't yeah. realize the impact it has on your life until you've had a long stint of meditation totally. and then got off of your meditation. And I've been off of mine for a while. <laughs> Yeah. Go, go, go. And I have a baby and it's real. I, I get it. It's hard, but I notice I'm, I'm not thriving. I feel like I'm in survival mode all the time because I'm not taking that time to breathe and reprogram my mind and get out of that fight or flight mode. Yeah. And that's why meditation is so transformative. Mm-hmm. I mean, cause you're doing all of that, right? You're taking yourself, you're closing out the external stimulus, the external world, and you're going inwards. And you're just, the point of meditation really is not to just not have any thoughts. I think that's probably the biggest objection I hear from new meditators is they're like, I can't meditate. I have way too many thoughts. That is exact. So I've been like pushing that on other real estate agents. Like, no, I can't. There's too many ideas going. And then I get more. And like, I can't slow down. My mind's always going. And the point is to stop your mind so you can slow down. So you can. Yeah. Well, really the point is not like stop your mind, but it's to become a conscious observer of your thoughts and recognize that you are not your thoughts. You are the observer of your thoughts. When you practice, okay, I'm going to just focus on my breath right now. And that's what you're doing. You're in meditation. You're like, I'm just going to focus on my breath or maybe the music that's playing if you're doing a guided one. And then you'll notice a thought comes up. It's going to happen. Like it's going to happen. Thoughts going to come up and it might like turn into another thought and then do another thought. And then you're going to recognize, Oh, wait a minute. I'm thinking I'm not supposed to be thinking. I'm supposed to be focused on my breath and on the music. And then you just come back to the present moment, right? Focusing on your breath or what's that's list, what you're listening to. And that's it. That's what the practice of meditation is meant to do is to get you out of thinking about the future or the past and to bring you back into the present 
moment. Because only in the present moment are you, let's see, how do I explain this? The worries and the fears and the doubts don't exist in the present moment. Those only exist because you're, you're thinking about the future or the past. And you're creating scenarios that probably aren't even true. Yes. So whether it's the past and something happens, I always find like, well, I, I coulda, I shoulda, I woulda, or maybe they're thinking this. And that's taking up all the space. And that's where I talk about mind space is yeah. we have to organize our mind and clean it out. So we have room to think creatively and to thrive. But when you're thinking about coulda, shoulda, woulda, or what is mm-hmm. going to happen tomorrow? You don't have room for that. Anyone yeah. listening, I want you to like rewind this maybe about a minute and listen to what Laura just said. Because um, for real estate agents, that is a lot of people just don't want to uh, meditate because they because they're like, well, my, my brain's going all the time anyway, going a hundred miles per yeah. hour all the time anyway. So why am I going to do it? And yeah. recognizing those thoughts is so important. Well, I have. We've almost been like on this call for an hour. God, I could just talk to you forever. I know. On a lot of things. I'm glad actually I, I created kind of this list here and we really did touch on a lot of it. And I think it's important to, um, we talked about the hustle mentality versus aligning and manifesting mentality. Um, and you and I did kind of talk about that and how our nervous system is impacted by our thoughts and how yeah. when you align and manifest, and meditate that you can thrive because we're changing our nervous system. Is there anything else you want to touch on when it comes to the hustle mentality? Cause I know we kind of talked about this podcast about manifesting. So you aren't working harder. Yeah. Yeah. I, I guess what I really want the point to be is that you can only get so far with the hustle because you will burn out. Your energy will burn out. You will, feel terrible, right? And so the only way, honestly, the only way to really keep, continue to expanding, making more money, having a bigger impact while feeling good, feeling safe in your body um, is by doing this reprogramming work in your brain and practicing mindfulness practicing meditation, practicing becoming more aware of your thoughts so that you are manifesting the reality that you desire. Without those tools, without doing this internal work, I like to call it the inner work, it's, it's, you're like running uphill. You're just constantly running uphill and it's so much harder to achieve your goals that way. There is an easier way to do it. And that really is with this mindfulness, subconscious reprogramming inner work. Um, and I just love it so much. It's addicting when you start to implement it and it see how your life changes. <laughs> so you, are you working with some real estate professionals right now? I have worked with, I have worked with a couple. I don't have any right now. Can you uh, tell me a little bit about those success stories or at least just one? Yeah. Um, yeah. I had this one friend who was kind of new and, um, we started working through some meditations and um, really quickly. Was she new to real estate or was she new to the, the woo side of business? Both. 
Okay. Oh yeah. She was new to both. Um, and so she went from, I think having no, no sales to landing her first, um, her, her first big sale and like started implementing some of the systems and she was having wins all the time. Like she, she was getting out of the, she had some anxiety. And um, so she no longer was uh, feeling anxious all the time. And um, which really started impacting how she was, how she was showing up uh, in her business. And I think that's a big, a big part of it too, is I also talk about a lot of people love the marketing and branding side of real estate, but really you're, you can put as much as you want out there. You can put beautiful photos on Instagram and have great videos. But when you show up at that, a listing appointment, or when you show up to actually show real estate to buyers and you aren't present or you're anxious and what you put out there becomes your brand and they'll just determine the brand for you. So it is so important that we are focusing on the whole human, no matter what industry you're in. But I think most importantly in real estate, because we don't shut off, you can't shut off. So you might as well work this into your life. Mm -hmm. Agreed. So I know that so what is this program that you work on with business owners and entrepreneurs, specifically female entrepreneurs? Yeah, I have a three month program, uh, specifically for service-based female entrepreneurs that are really ready to expand into the next level of their business, have a higher impact, make more money, get really clear on who their ideal client is. Um, and so the, the three-month program is called Quantum Up Level. So it's really taking yourself into a quantum leap into your next level of income and impact. Um, and we work through like reprogramming any limiting beliefs that are causing you to self-sabotage. You learn all about how to manifest. Um, we start implementing mindfulness practices like meditation, I also do hypnosis. Um, yeah, I know. Yeah, this is great for anyone, one, who is considering that leap to real estate because anyone who's listening who's considering real estate, this is not just an hourly position. You have to literally change your mindset. You have to get a business mindset, a CEO mindset because- yeah. It's yours, you know, and you can do whatever you want with it. And then also anyone looking to rebrand, I think rebranding and just branding yourself in general, you have to align with yourself and mm -hmm. make sure that you're showing up as your best self. And this should really be a part of a big rebrand launch. I absolutely hands down wholeheartedly believe that manifestation and mindfulness and the whole human you focus on that I think there's absolutely no doubt you can make that quantum leap am I saying it right quantum leap yeah you're, <laughs> the thing about real estate specifically it's your business is an extension of you like you are your business 100 percent, and your business so, is you it's like all just goes together it really is so when you start doing the personal development the inner work 
your, your business, because it's an extension of you and you're up leveling your mindset and your beliefs and who you're being, it's natural that your business will begin, will do the same. Man, I just want to keep going. Also, I want to be hypnotized. <laughs> Which that sounds really cool. Yeah, I may have to work that into another session. Hypnosis session with you. Yeah. Well, I mean, this was just such great information. And what I love about your Instagram is you really don't hold anything back. Like you constantly have things on there that are inspiring, motivating, and more than that, they're tools. So a lot of what we talked about, I know your tools are on your Instagram. So what I will do again in the show notes anyone listening, I will make sure that you can find um, your private Facebook group. Is that all right if I share that? Yes, absolutely. Okay. Um, your Instagram. I mean, you're like killing it on the stories. I loved your reel the other day. Um, <laughs> haven't figured those out. Um, and then also, if I could pick your brain or just get um, some of your favorite resources, maybe that have to do with like tapping or anything else, just to help anyone get the tools that they need um, and to really help understand the power of manifesting and mindfulness work. So I'll get that from you later and put it in the show notes. Yeah, absolutely. Sounds awesome. Thank you so much. Karen. Oh my God. Thank so you. Fun. I feel like, I mean, maybe it's social media, but I feel like it hasn't been what? 12 years? No, like no time has passed. <laughs> well, thank you so much. And I'll go ahead and end this now. Thank you so much for tuning in and listening all the way through on this podcast. Seriously, hands down, one of my favorite podcasts, one of my favorite interviews. I went back and listened to it a couple times as well, and I learned a lot about myself through the process. And I hope you listening, you learned a lot about yourself as well and how you can use these tools to level up and become your best self and to live your best life and to make the most money you can this coming year or the rest of your life, we'll say. Anyways, I would love to have you follow me on Instagram. I try and post there as often as possible a couple times a week with really some strategic tactical um, ideas and information that you can take with you. You can follow me, follow me there at branding you underscore real estate. Also for Laura and all of her information and everything she mentioned in today's episode, I'm putting that in the show notes so you can go back there and find um, where you can follow her on Instagram. Seriously, her Instagram always, she's putting up such great information. Um, I'm surprised how much information she puts up there for free, honestly. Um, yeah, it's amazing. It's amazing. And also she's giving me some other resources. We talked about tapping. And if you're curious of what that is and just want to try it out, it's really helped me with my anxiety. She sent me some links to some of her IGTV videos um, that will guide you through some tapping series and then some other helpful, useful information for you that I think you will really enjoy. Um, again, I really appreciate you being here. I appreciate you trusting me with your time. I know it's valuable and I hope to connect with you. I know I gave you all of my Instagram information. Feel free to shoot me a private message if you have an idea um, of what I should talk about on the podcast or just want to bounce ideas off of each other. I love brainstorming. So hope to hear from you and have a lovely day, week, whenever you're listening to this and happy branding.